0: Good morning, Vogue. This is Steph Yatka, the fashion news editor of Vogue. And I'm here with Simone Rocha to talk about her fall 2021 collection and her collaboration with H&M. Hi, Simone. How are you? Yes, Steph. I'm good. How are
1: you doing? I'm doing great. It's so lovely to see you. You too. Long time no see, but really nice to see you. Crossing our fingers
0: that hopefully by this time next year, we can be in London together. Wearing our big dresses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. This year, actually, the last show, I think because it was also unknown, we were all so naive to what was happening. But this show, which was technically yesterday, I really felt it not having people. So, yeah, I really, yeah, hopefully we'll be together again soon. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought it was so lovely. I was watching your Instagrams, how you were posting sort of all of your colleagues and the people that work with you, just being able to be together but apart, wearing their masks, watching the show. It felt just like that little bit of special humanity that I know we're all really craving.
1: Absolutely. And it was actually, it was so emotional because... One thing that I've been very fortunate is that obviously what I do is very collaborative and it it's a process with a lot of incredibly talented people. And we've had to get used to working in a completely different way where we don't have everybody all the time. We've known certain people here and in the building. So it was kind of amazing that we were able to show. And um, we brought a very small team to the venue, Everyone had to be tested, etc. But then, because it, we showed it two days later, it meant we were all in the studio watching, and it was actually it was really nice. It was it was weird. We all felt so uncomfortable because you know usually we're backstage, you don't have any time to think. With this, we were all just like <gasps> waiting. So, um, but it was it was yeah, it was kind of amazing for us all to still be able to see it together which we never usually do because we're all usually headless chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I will say backstage at your shows is pretty
0: calm and lovely having been back there a couple of times.
1: Yeah it it, it is and um, we do really try to keep it calm and um, for me personally it's really important. I always feel as long as I am calm it can filter down so we're very swan-like as a team we're all like Okay, get focused and we're like Bleh. and we do a, we do a lot of prep and I do a lot of prep throughout the whole year. So I'm in show fittings a month into the collection. So I never like things to be too last minute because then it means we can really focus on the job at hand on the day. Mhm.
0: Um, So tell me a little bit about where you started with your fall 2021 collection and some of the themes and ideas that you wanted to put forth for this season.
1: Yeah, so this season, even though I wasn't showing physically, it was still very important to me that the collection had a real narrative. And that's how I design. It was important that there was a beginning, middle and end. And I kind of, started this idea of the winter roses and it was kind of, I wanted to show the kind of fragility and strength in the idea of a natural winter rose, but then also to have the kind of thorn spike coming through and look at that friction and contrast. So the collection kind of started in all these leather pieces. That was uh, something I really wanted to delve into and look at it as a very protective, Fabric, but how could I manipulate it in a feminine way? So I started looking at it really wasted, creating bulbous hips, looking at kind of more signature and um, historical references. That is in a lot of my work, bringing it into the sleeves, and then throughout the collection, the leather is almost broken down, and the fragility of the flower, which we call the creeping flower which is all embroidered and embellished onto tools and nets starts kind of fighting through it. And by the end of the collection, by the beginning, middle and end, the roses are only literally harnessed on with this leather strapping. The main theme was exploring that journey and kind of telling that story.
0: Mm -hmm. I think for fans of your brand, we are so used to looking at your collections and finding the little secrets of Simone, I guess we could call them, you know, memories from your past, from your previous work. What are some of those little secrets that we could
1: find if we're
0: looking closely with Paul?
1: One thing that runs through all of the collections is a slight uniformity, and it's something I've always really gravitated to, this almost school uniform. And we really, this time, built it into the narrative. And I kind of was looking at this idea of kind of order and education and how not like to educate people of my work but to really put in a way that people can identify it so for example the brogue which is something that's very classic to me and from the beginning of my collection I've always had brogues to ground the femininity and this time we developed it on a big rubber chunky sole almost like a school shoe like I used to wear these shoes called kickers and they were like in hindsight, when you look back, like, they were really high and they were, like, big, chunky rubber shoe lace-ups. So we kind of did a play on that, which is kind of like one of the secret codes. And um, The cotton poplin, the shirting was really important to kind of... I love the mix of the crisp cotton against the leather and that contrast and the, the hard and soft and how the manipulation of something being so you know, tactile and comforting as cotton poplin, which is almost like the security of bed sheets, you know, but then it's with this tough, hard leather was really interesting to me. So that was another thing that when it came through the collection. And um, yeah, the last thing that was really punctuating it was obviously florals is a floral sense. So like, dressy but like um, foliage in nature is something that I, I always bring into my work and this time we kind of put it in as embroideries but then we kind of pushed it further and made it into these embellishments that then became earrings then became trims and that's another real like I think code of mine that kind of came through it.
0: Mm -hmm. How do you work each season to make sure that while you're continuing your codes, which I think customers and fans really know the Simone's signatures, but still innovating and giving something that feels fresh and new, but not sort of disassociated from your previous work?
1: Absolutely. And it's something that I do quite naturally. actually, Actually, when I was in my master's, with Louise Wilson, um, she said that I came to her with a, with a real identity. She was like, I get it. I get your identity. It's You know, you're into pony kids, you're into lads, but you're also into femininity. And it's all about this friction and contrast. And I understand that's you. And I, I've, you know, I've always been like that my whole life, you know, and it's been my personality and it's also been my work. And she said to me in college, you need to go and go to the library and you need to look at things that you would not look at normally. You know, you need to go and look at dresses in India. You need to go and look at porn. You need to go. You can't just keep going and looking at art. You know, and it was really it really stuck with me like it's 12 years ago now. But it's something that every season I have to look at something new and I have to think, you know, something that people would be like, oh, well, that's not Simone, you know, or they wouldn't associate with me. I'm like, but when I look at it, how does it make me feel and how can I translate that into dress? So with this season, I was really interested in this idea. of We were looking at this, you know, punk spirit that we kind of, I thought of them more as fragile rebels. And it was it was not wanting to echo or reference punk as a, narrative but take that spirit into what I do and push it forward and go how can they come together and every season I, I try to do that in some different way and sometimes it's about being more aggressive sometimes it's about being more still and reflective and this particular season I was really harnessing I think my own emotion and I was all feeling quite like caged animals and wanting to come out of it strong and protective and with this almost fragile armor. So, yeah. Do you have any
0: personal favorites? I think it's really invigorating as a follower of fashion to see a designer wearing their own work. It just edifies the whole idea behind a collection and it helps you believe that the designer believes in what they're offering. And so, you know, what are the pieces that we're going to see you in, hopefully in person sometime soon?
1: Yeah, well... Absolutely the leather coat from look two. I'm obsessed I was like, I just need to wear that coat now. I need to put it on right now. Because it also for me it's a fabric and a narrative I haven't done before. So I'm super dying to wear it. Um and I i'm actually the, the the tiny little crop leather jacket from the first look I think is amazing. And I love I love volume. I wear a lot of volume myself and I love that it's gonna kind of cinch it all in, that then it's gonna exaggerate that, and the kind of we did them really mini and really cropped, almost echoing like an empire line, which was kind of looking at something that is more historical but bringing it into this narrative. So yeah, I can't wait to wear those the pieces. That I'm like, yeah, need. <laughs> What was it like
0: working on your H&M collection, which is really a greatest hits of Simone, concurrently or thinking about it, doing press for it in the process of building this collection? You know, Did it inform how you look at your own work and maybe push you to try some of these new things
1: like the leather and the silhouettes? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. With H&M, it has been an amazing opportunity to really solidify my signatures and for people to under I wanted people to understand my narratives and inspirations and where my work comes from because it is so personal to me. And I want to be able to share that in a way that felt really authentic. So I really put everything into the collaboration, you know, and I really wanted people to feel that they could wear the HM pieces with Simone Rocha pieces and, you know, they'd have the time to appreciate them and wear them over and over again, and also to be introduced to it, and it's not as scary, you know. But absolutely, it made me want Simone Rocha to go another step forward, and it it like it never even occurred to me to design a collection related to what I did to H and M. It was almost like an antithesis to it, you know, especially to just for me personally, to be able to push forward, look at things in a new perspective and to keep growing, you know, and the collaboration has marked my first 10 years in business. And then, you know, it's almost thinking about the next 10 years and what I can bring to the table and what stimulates me. Because I, the way I work is if it stimulates me, I really believe others will feel it. It gave me a good little push-push in the right direction.
0: (laughs) I have to say, when the images came out from your H&M collection lookbook, I don't think I've ever received more text messages from friends saying, which dress are you going to buy? Should I buy this? Do you want the headband? If I buy the earrings, can you buy the headband? And then we can stop, (laughs) and the bows, and the shoes. I mean, I think people are really excited to have sort of a, a new opportunity to access your archive, but also I think one of the biggest fetches that fashion people always have is when something comes out in a season and it's not reissued and you can never buy it again and you spend hours and hours, you know, looking on secondhand stores and trying to figure out who owned it. So I think there's going to be a hot, furious, not lines, but I guess online queues. <laughs>
1: I know. I know. I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, this would be like an internet, like melt down. I'm like, oh, I can't even really think about it because I'm very bad technically. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm very lucky. I don't have to be one of the person like this, like click, 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 click. But I'm like, oh, my God, The stress. But it is something that I'm really excited about. And I'm really looking forward to, like you said, sharing it with it. And it's been a real, like, like you said, a conversation between people, which is something that I didn't expect to come out of it. It's something that obviously people are saying to me, but like you said, then people are talking to each other and there's a lot of, oh, do you remember this piece? And do you remember that piece? And I wanted, when I approached the collaboration, I went through my whole archive and I really wanted to take pieces that either were important to me and kind of cementing a signature, for example, When I started working with neoprene and embellishment, and I loved that friction of things being very technical but then kind of adorned, and that was something that at the beginning of my career and still is really important. So it felt important to put in pieces in neoprene with embellishment, and then I also wanted to put in pieces from shows that were very important to me, like the show I did in Lancaster House the first time I was pregnant, and it was this kind of dichotomy of like confusion. And it was a really special show to me. So I thought it'd be really nice to reinterpret that. And I wanted people to be able to, like you said, access those moments in time that, you know, you're still searching for on Rebel Rebel and, and Vestiaire and everyone's running around, but you, you, you can't get them. And I'm really happy to be able to share them. Cause like you said, with my own collections, you're always pushing forward. So it felt like a nice opportunity to do that as well. Mm -hmm. How did you work to
0: interpret some of the pieces from previous seasons into the new areas that are offered with H&M, which are men's, extended sizing, and children's?
1: Yeah, this is something that was really important to me. When originally H&M approached me, um, I thought it could be a really interesting... Obviously, it's a very global project. And it felt really right to do it than it was for a global audience, which was men's and children. And with the menswear, what I really enjoyed was, I have always personally been interested in masculinity and the friction that that brings with femininity into my own collection. So there are many pieces that were codes of mine, for example, the brogue, the trench coat, you know, the boxy masculine shirting, which I've always brought into the world of women's. And I wanted to see if I looked at that as men's, how would that be? Rather than making Simone Russia into men's and just plonking it on, it was all about this balance of them as a, you know, as a couple or as friends or as a family, that they, the balance between them both. And then Kind of cross-pollinating some fabrics that I'd introduced to the collection is like I revisited um the seersucker tartan that was in my autumn-winter 14 15 collection that I showed. I'm I'm really bad with the dates, but the show that I did in the Tate Turbine Hall, that was very influenced by a Tudor Dress. Mm-hmm. And I'd done a, an amazing seersucker tartan and I thought that would be brilliant to start the men's with to kind of show that it could be unlined in these boxy, easy suits. And I wanted there to be an ease and a naturalness to it. And I wanted it to be really balanced between the men's and the women's. And with the children's, it was just pure joy. It was just pure vanity. Because it was, um, honestly, I have a young daughter and it was just, I've always made pieces for her. Like the Virgin Mary in the Nativity Play at Christmas, etc., and she's in like baby blue cloquet and everyone else is in like flammable, like supermarket, and she's just like, "I hate my dress," and I'm just like, "Oh," she's like, "Why didn't you buy it in the supermarket?" Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was like, "Okay, well, this is the opportunity to to do it right." That she would also like it, and I would really like it. So I kind of we looked at real signature Simone pieces like the Broad anglaise dress, the Bubble Cloquet dress and we kind of made them in mini and yeah really loved that same we did little boys we wanted to bring the knitwear down to the boys so we have like beautiful little cashmere iron knits which were kind of very reflective of my last autumn winter show so yeah it was really really joyful actually that was kind of the most fun part of the project. Mm-hmm.
0: Does your daughter have a favorite from the H&M collection?
1: Well, she, she's she's five. So she's very like, why is that girl wearing my dress? <laughs> so she's very like, mm, I think when she come, it comes out, she's going to be like, what the? <laughs> she's going to be like, what is going
0: on? Yes, I think um, we all can't wait to see how you know, the Simone Rocha family, which is really your family, is so embedded in your business, is interpreted through other people's families. You know, partners wearing the collection together, dressing their children in it. I'm looking for a child to dress in, you know, <laughs> friends, nieces, nephews. I just want to sort of put everyone
1: in a little ruffle and a bow. Yeah, it'd be so nice. And it's just really, honestly, it's going to be quite surreal, I think, when it comes out. Because I'm like, I'm an independent designer. You know, I have my own stores and I'm very aware of my community and my wonderful people who are part of my world. So I think I'm probably going to get a real fright when I see all these other people in it. But I hope, I'm hope really looking forward to it as well. No,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point. I think for everyone who watches this, they're... Going into Simone's store is like meeting your friends. And I say that as someone who very personally has a longtime friend that is the manager of Simone's store in New York. But, you know, I know from being there that your salespeople know all the clients and coming to your shows, there's a real sense of communion between everyone. And I think watching that universe grow small and then larger and larger. And, you know, the opportunities through H&M to bring all different types of people into it is just very exciting.
1: Absolutely. And it's something that I've always been aware of in my own world. You know, I've been working with different casting ages and sizes since I think autumn, winter 17. And it's something that's really important to me because I don't think style or taste is a is a, a number whether that's a, a waistline or an age and it felt very natural to also bring that into HM. and so yeah I can't wait.
0: That ties in nicely with the question that we got on Twitter which was what do you look for in a model?
1: Oh the absolute first thing I look for is when they put on a look it looks like they would wear it like that's absolutely that they look really not like comfortable like lazy but like authentic (laughs) they look really relaxed no like I always feel like they have to look like they would wear it and they feel like natural in it and that could be you know whether the season is more fragile or this season was more teenager grumpy you know and it's really important to me that they feel really natural in the clothes, like the clothes integrates with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Another question that we got on social media was, you know, you're really renowned for your volumes, whether it's a big shoulder or sort of like last season in the spring, summer, you have these beautiful like knotted sort of bold dresses that came together. How do you sort of navigate defining those volumes? And when do you know that you've hit the right
1: proportion in redefining
0: what the body looks like?
1: That is something that really excites me working with volume. And it's something that it starts with the material. So it always starts with, if if I know that I want to create something with volume, I start looking at, okay, is it going to be a structured tulle? Is it going to be a silk taffeta? Is it going to be a structured satin? And then it's all about playing with it on the body, playing with it on the stand and looking at it as a 3D physical thing. And I I personally don't do a huge amount of sketching. I I do more draping and working on the body. Um, So with the volume, for me, it's, it's honestly, it's all done by eye. And it's all about really, really looking. And really kind of thinking about the balance, thinking about the proportion, thinking about when it's parts of it transparent or parts of it is solid, then what does that do to the eye? And yeah, it's something, it's just something that honestly I feel I do by looking. It's really important. It, it, it's not a, unfortunately, there isn't a formula, <laughs> but it is, it, yeah, it's something that I really, do by eye, actually. And
0: how does that sort of relate to the ways that you think about femininity? You know, I think people can look at your clothes and see them as being quote unquote girly. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do think, especially with your most recent collection, there's a real strength and there's a real pride in sort of taking up more space.
1: Absolutely. And I think for me, like femininity, it's very much with strength and it's not about it being too fragile and it's always about there being kind of a, a sense of purpose and a sense of you know it's almost quite visceral so when it comes into the collection you know I can interpretate it with the bust and it can be whether highlighting the bust in embellishment or whether it's highlighting the hips and you know sculpting something so the hip is more exaggerated and the waist is more wasted. And it's in a way to almost like accentuate the female form and like celebrate it rather than restrict it, you know. And it's, it also, it's about femininity having that, that strength, but also that softness and that malleability as well. And that kind of very tactile feeling is how I really like to interpret it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I will say from experience, there's uh, no greater feeling than swooshing into the room with <laughs> big, you know, poof and the way the taffeta will rub against itself in one of Simone's big dresses. It really, I mean, I hope that when we start going out again, we can have those experiences.
1: Me too. I know we'll all be going out like dressed to the night. Like, and even like this, this show I just did, we did all these tutus. And we had like mummy tutu, baby tutu, mini tutu, micro tutu. And then it's like tutu, 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 many. And we were just like, tutu, tutu, And then we were like, oh God, this is nuts. But then we were like, actually, this is also all what we all want to wear. We're all ready to wear this tutu or wear it layered over trousers. You know what I mean? I love that. And then you still wear it with a flat shoe, you know? It just gives that little playful proportion as well, which you feel, you know, when you wear it. And I think that's, I always want people when they wear my clothes to really feel it. And it's one of the biggest compliments that people say to me, you know, I always know when I'm wearing Simone, you know, and it always makes me feel feminine, but also almost like an armor. And that's that's something that I really pride myself on. Um, Well, I think those are all our questions, Simone. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for taking the time. No, my absolute pleasure.